0: Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited and so thankful that you are tuning in just to hear what I have to say today. So just have a message that is on my heart and so just really felt led of the Lord to jump on here and talk to you. So I'm sitting here on my couch and had some worship music on, which I obviously paused because that would be obnoxious in the background and literally listening to the wind blowing outside of my window and i can hear leaves rustling and i'm like yep probably should have raked those last year but it's fine <laughs> and doing laundry and just getting stuff around i'm getting ready to head this weekend to the ramp down in ohio and just really excited and expectant for what the lord's going to do i have a group of ladies that are going to head down with me and i just am really really expectant for what God's going to do. And I think anytime that you are open to a move of the Lord, whether you're going to a conference or you're sitting on your couch or you're in your car or wherever you're at, like he always shows up when he's invited. So he's definitely invited with us this weekend and we're excited for whatever he has in store. So maybe I'll be sharing what happens with you guys on another episode. So today I have been just packing and getting around for the weekend and I was going through some drawers in my bathroom looking for some things and I came across this giant bandage and I was like I like shut I opened the drawer didn't find what I was looking for and I shut it and just as I was shutting it I saw that bandage in there and I was like wow wow and it really just struck me because a few years back I had gone through some health issues and I know some of you may know about this and some of you may not it's not something I've really talked about in a while so it was just a good reminder to me of of the faithfulness of God and how He is such a healer, and uh, he's just so so good and I felt like the Lord was really putting on my heart to share with you guys about that journey and just the loneliness that I felt during that time in my life and how faithful and near He was during that so this was when I was working at the hospital, so this has actually been like. Gosh, 7, 8 years ago now, which is crazy that I still have that giant bandage in my bathroom drawer. But anyways, um and I was working at the hospital and I had an autoimmune disease at that time, which the Lord has healed, praise God. And I had an autoimmune disease. So, uh with this autoimmune condition that I had for mm, maybe 3 or 4 years, I suffered with it and then it just every year it progressively got worse and it was called um, leukocytoclastic vasculitis. Yeah, that's a mouthful. And so basically what what it was was how they explained it to me was that my uh, blood and my blood vessels would push out and cause my Uh, blood vessels to burst. And then because of that, I had like red blotches all over my skin. So like the first year that I got it, I just had some spots on my legs. I actually thought that I might have, um, Oh, what do you call it? Shingles. We thought it might be shingles turns out it wasn't. And so every year for the next few years after that, though, it went from like my legs up to my midsection and then it was on my arms and it was mostly like during the winter months it was really bad and then it would clear up once the weather got better. And so we thought there was like a pattern with it, but then it got to the point where it was just all the time and then the little tiny red spots on my skin eventually turned to like sores on my body. And I wish I still had pictures of it, even though it's disgusting, but I had taken pictures of my legs back then, but um, I'm sure whatever phone it was on, is, it's been destroyed. So anyway, um, going through that and just not having a clue what was wrong with me at first, I just remember going to the doctor's office and like I said at first, thinking that I had shingles. And so they immediately took me back to basically a closet because shingles is highly contagious. And when I said, I think I might have shingles, they were like, okay, come back here like right now. And uh, the doctor looked at it and was like, that's definitely not shingles, but I have no idea what that is. And so um, they set me up for another appointment, you know, they asked a lot of questions and I came back for another appointment and the doctor told me that she had been so intrigued by what was happening on my body. She had been looking through every book, been looking online and was finding nothing like she could not figure out what was wrong with me. And so they decided to do a biopsy. And I remember being scared out of my mind and them asking me like, "Do you want us to go out and get your husband and have him come back with you?" And I was like, "Yes, please." And I remember her going out to get him and then coming back and saying, he doesn't want to come back here with you. And so that was like the beginning of this health journey struggle thing that I went through and just feeling so incredibly lonely, even though I was married at the time, like feeling like there was, I didn't have any compassion from my husband and just feeling like I really had, I had people like God brought people into my life, family and and some close girlfriends, To come alongside me and walk with me through this crazy journey that I'm gonna tell you guys about, but I remember feeling so incredibly devastated and lonely in my marriage because, obviously, that's the one person out of anyone who should have been there for me more than, more than anyone. So I remember laying, you know, them putting me in a chair and laying me back to take the biopsy and just crying because I felt like, ah, why is he not here for me? I don't understand. And so, needless to say, they did the biopsy sent it into U of M and I got the diagnosis back within like a week or so. And they said that I had an autoimmune disease and it was rare and incurable and all the things that you hate to hear. So, um, a lot of prednisone, um, was what I was prescribed shots, all those kind of things and it did help it cleared it up but prednisone makes you crazy. I don't know if you guys have been on it's a form of steroid if you don't know but I don't know if any of you have been on prednisone but I've been around other people that have been on prednisone and and I am not alone in saying it does make you crazy. So um just a lot of struggling and I remember one night just sitting on my couch and being in such severe pain. My legs were just so taut and I tried doing oatmeal baths, which was a horrible idea because it made the skin dry You're just trying anything that you know, I could think of or what was suggested to me by other people. And everything was unsuccessful until I got on the prednisone. But I remember sitting on my couch one night and literally just letting out this scream from the pit of my soul because I was in so much pain and just felt like extremely out of control. Like I had No control over what was happening in my body. I didn't know why, why it was happening, and just was so angry. And of course, the prednisone probably played into that because I probably was on it by then. But it was, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Like my clothes would rub on my legs, or if I would accidentally like bump into something, it would just send excruciating pain through my body. And then, of course, you know the other side of it. It's embarrassing and it's ugly and all those things too, and it's frustrating. And so just not having answers. And so I went to dermatologists and I went to, and they, you know, let me know that they weren't the correct doctor to be seeing because it was a blood issue, even though it was showing on the skin that it was actually a deeper issue. So then they would refer me to, um, I went to two different dermatologists and then one of them referred me to a rheumatologist. And so I went to a rheumatologist and they wanted to put me on medication and I had done all my research on it because I am just, I've, I don't know, I have very strong opinions about medication and like I want to do my own research as best as I can even though obviously I trust that doctors are professionals and all of that so I never want to slander doctors or anyone in the medical field. I'm so thankful for the help I got during that time but I'm just not comfortable being put on something long term uh, without knowing what it even is and so I did a lot of research on it The side effects were horrible. It was actually a medication for people that have arthritis. And anyway, I just, I didn't have a piece about doing it. So I didn't, I didn't. Um, And I continued going to the doctors and getting prednisone every year for a few years. And I just remember through that time, like, like I said, how incredibly lonely it felt. And I am so thankful for the people that God brought into my life. So during that time of having a major breakout on my body, I ended up contracting staph infection, which is not uncommon when you work at the hospital to have staph on your skin, is what I was told at the wound clinic, that if you were to take a swab of everybody's skin that works at a hospital or or a doctor's office or a setting like that, most likely they would test positive for staph but it was dangerous for me because I had sores on my legs and obviously it got in there. And so because of that, I had a giant gaping hole that formed in my leg and it was absolutely disgusting and embarrassing and painful. Like I cannot even tell you how painful it was. And so I went to the wound clinic, which praise God, Oakland wound clinic is incredible. I had such an amazing experience for what it is, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say going to a wound clinic is, is a wonderful experience, but I will say the care there was, it was outstanding. And so every week I would go and they would numb my leg and then I would have to sit and wait forever. And then they would come in and they would do like, um, I don't even know the technical terms of what it is, but basically they would take like a razor of some kind and try to stimulate the cells, the skin to, uh, regrow and all those things. And stimulate healing. And so, week after week after week after week of going alone by myself, um, I at that point just stopped even asking um, my husband. I had asked him a few times to go with me to appointments and things, and he would just tell me no, he didn't want to. And so, um, I would go by myself. And during that time, I had to have my leg packed. And so, I had a friend, her name's Daisy. So, if she's listening, shout out to you, girlfriend. But anyway, she would come over and pack my leg for me, and just has she's just has such a beautiful heart, um, servant's heart, and and had I believe went to school for nursing, but um, I'm not exactly sure, so don't quote me on that. But always had wanted to be a nurse and some medical things or whatever. Don't gross her out, and she she was thankful to be able to help or whatever. I was thankful that she was able to help me, and, and she was you know honored to do that or whatever, and so she would come over every week and, and tend and care to my leg for me. And so, like I said, week after week after week of going, and they would just say, nothing's happening. It's not working. Your leg's not healing. And then they ended up being concerned with the way that the wound looked and let me know that they thought that it may have contracted another type of infection. And, so they did like a biopsy on my leg again and, um, sent it in and it came back that it was the infection that they were concerned about. I don't remember what it was called, but basically, um, their news to me was that the only procedure to deal with it was extremely excruciating. It was like an IV treatment therapy and they, Let me know that my insurance would not pay for any of it. And I had really good insurance. My insurance wouldn't pay anything for it and it would cost about $20,000. And so I was obviously overwhelmed and just like, what is happening? Like, I'm so young. I was, gosh, in my mid-20s and here I'm having all these health issues and things that just don't make sense to me and didn't really know a lot, honestly, at that time about, Praying for healing and things like I knew, obviously, we could pray to the Lord for anything and and whatever. But I just remember driving home and being like, this is enough. Like, I am sick and tired of suffering and I'm sick and tired of dealing with this. Like, I, God is going to heal me. Like, I, I remember having such a gift of faith in operation to receive that healing that I didn't even see a plan B. Like, for me, I love to describe like the gift of faith that you can read about in First Corinthians Um, I believe it's chapter 12, first Corinthians 12, where it talks about the gifts of the spirit and gifts of healing is one of them. And the gift of faith is in there too. And I, and I would always describe the gift of faith as basically there is no doubt. There is no double mindedness. You have a strong resolve and a firm belief in what you're praying for. And, you know, and obviously everything that we pray has to be in line with the will and the word of god and we know that jesus healed everyone he came in contact with so i had no doubt in my mind whatsoever that he was willing to heal me and so because if you look if you look through scripture just a total rabbit trail side note here if you look through scripture anytime that someone asked jesus for healing or asked if he was willing to heal he was always willing and there's so many scriptures about how he healed all of them except for in his hometown there is uh There there is scripture that says he could only heal a few because of their doubt and unbelief. But I was not wrestling with any of that. I was firm in my resolve that I was going to pray and God was going to heal me. And so I called a prayer meeting and invited some ladies over. We sat in my living room and prayed over me and prayed for my healing. And I went back to the doctors within the next week or so. And they looked at my leg and they were like, oh, my goodness, there's no infection. And I'm like, I know, I knew there wouldn't be because I was trusting and believing. And I just have that It's just like, finally, I guess enough was enough because I had been suffering for a while and really hadn't thought about praying for healing, which is crazy to me. But, you know, I blame that on my own lack of maturity or whatever at that time um, in my life and whatever, there's grace for that. And it's learning. And I learned through that. And now like I literally carry, carry, I have two bottles of anointing oil in my purse to pray for people and believe for healing and, and things. And so anyway, they did send me on to a specialist just to confirm that, that my healing, um, had happened just to double check, make sure there's no underlying infection that they weren't seeing or whatever. So I met with a doctor specialist and he looked it over and he said, yep, he said, you'll probably always have a scar on your leg, but you are good to go. And so I'm like, I have to tell you what God did for me. And so I explained to him my whole story and he just looked at me and he said, you know what? I see healing all the time in third world countries. He said, I do a lot of missions work in other countries and it's not uncommon in other places. And I've actually heard Heidi Baker has shared before that just this whole idea and you guys maybe have thought about this too like why is it that in third world countries and other places around the world we're not seeing healings like we do here and I think one reason is we're not even asking for it like you have not because you ask not right that's what the word says and then two like we're so double-minded in our prayers and and we're not claiming the word of God over ourselves and believing for healing, like these people in other countries, it's all they have. So they truly trust and believe that God is going to move in their situation. We're here. It's like, well, God, if you don't, you know, whatever, or we seek other methods first. Like I was going to the doctors and stuff. It, like God truly was my last resort. And in, in this story and situation that I'm sharing with you, and I hate to even say that, but it's my reality. In that situation, I didn't pray first. I just went about what I was told to do from one doctor to another to another and to another. And I incurred a lot of debt during that time too, because of, because of all of that, which praise God, he provided for all of it and it's totally paid off. But anyway, um, well, I would hope it would be paid off. It's been eight years, but a lot of people do have medical debt and it's a reality that, that is very real. So, um, so back to my doctor's office, my specialist, he, he, asked me if he's like, before you leave today, could I pray for you? And I was like, absolutely. And then I was like, thank you (laughs) wound clinic for sending me here to this doctor. And I just, I just remember what a blessing it was to be in that office and to end that whole journey with being prayed for by this doctor. And, you know, and I still battled a little bit here and there with the vasculitis. Um, it actually did just a few years ago, start to, uh, manifest in my body again. And I just started seeing some spots on my legs and I took authority over it right away. And I told it to leave my body in Jesus name and just spoke healing over myself. And so anyway, um, I, I think that's so important. That could be a whole other podcast just about healing. And the Lord has been so cool and faithful. Like I had, um, this is a total other healing story, but I had an issue with my foot. And I ended up having to be put in a boot and had crutches and had to use a wheelchair sometimes and had to have shots. And just there really wasn't a, an explanation for it medically other than um, I had severe or have severe calcification in my bones. And so when I was like mid-20s, this is all around the same time, they were like, your feet look like a 40-year-old woman woman's feet, the calcification in it, in your bones. And I'm like, what does this even mean? Like, this is horrible. But it was so painful. Like I could, it it started out just with a little bit of foot pain to the point where I couldn't walk on it. And then obviously at that point I went to the doctors and sought help. And they, again, they gave me prednisone shots and, and all, all the whatevers. And so it was just a, a health battle that I went through for, for a while and my foot got better. And then it was a few years later I woke up and had that little bit of pain again And it was starting again. And I remember getting ready in the morning and being like, oh my gosh, how am I going to schedule a doctor's appointment? Like what, you know, when am I going to fit this in with my life? And, and I immediately this time was like, no, in the name of Jesus, I do not have to put up with this. And I remember picking, like scooping my own foot up, like in my own hands, laying hands on myself, praying over my foot and commanding the pain to leave my body and for healing to, to come and, and all the things. And the pain left immediately and i've not had issues with my foot since and so i just think it's a word word to listeners and honestly i felt like the lord wanted me to talk about like how faithful he was during that time and how he never leaves or forsake us, forsakes us and how he's near to the brokenhearted and and all you know he is a lover of the lonely like he is so near and present in every season of our lives and i really felt like that's what i was supposed to talk about but I kind of feel like he's taking me in another direction now to even just talk about healing and our authority in Christ. And just to know, like, the word says that we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Not they might recover, not, you know, take your chances, see what happens kind of thing. And there's a lot that plays into all of it. But honestly, if we are living for the Lord, and we have him inside of us, the anointed one, the spirit of the living God, the dunamis power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ living inside of us. We should expect to pray for people and see things happen, see things manifest. And that has been one of the greatest joys on the journey of stirred up for me personally, um, is Anna and I getting to pray for people and seeing them healed. And God's done us so much like emotional healing in the lives of people and just helping people to deal with soul trauma and things like that, but like there has been some incredible physical healings too, manifestations of physical healings and in the body. And uh, I want to share one of those stories with you. There was a lady who had came to one of our events, and it was actually an event that Anna spoke at and I was there to support her. So it really wasn't a stirred up event, but she was there representing stirred up and, and had the honor of being able to speak. And so afterwards there was ministry time and there was a lady that we got to pray for. And I believe she's from Illinois and she had severe shoulder issues to the point where she had to sleep in her chair. It'd been a few years since she'd been able to sleep in her own bed. And so then obviously her husband's sleeping alone. She's sleeping elsewhere and it's just not a good recipe for a marriage. And You know, it was just, it was sad. And so we prayed over her and she was healed. Her shoulder was healed. And then she received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which was incredible. And then it was really, really cool because a few days later, her pastor reached out to Anna and said, Hey, I just want to let you know that so and so was able to lift her arms during worship for the first time in years. And that wrecked me. That just blessed me because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I hadn't even thought about that. She couldn't even lift her arms to worship the Lord. Like, wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for this manifestation of healing in her body. And what a beautiful, beautiful gift that the Lord gave her. And, and obviously, you know, that would bring healing to her marriage and and all there's just so much to the story that's just so cool and, and honestly, we don't even know the fullness of of it. But I just want to encourage the body of Christ to to know and believe that when Jesus gave his disciples the authority, when he sent them out two by two to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, all the things, that that is something he's given us too. Like That's not a mandate or A gift that he only gave them, he gave that gift to us too. And I love in the Word of God where it says to fervently desire the gifts of the Spirit, to covet them. And I've been asking the Lord that in my own personal life over the last few years. Like God, help me to desire them, like your Word tells me to desire the spiritual gifts. So I'll put that desire inside of me. And and it even says too, especially that you may prophesy. And I've just been so intrigued by that because there's so many spiritual gifts. And honestly, like if God wants to give me all of them, I will take them. (laughs) Like I want like I want everything he has for me. And so uh, I'm so thankful that he is a giver of every good and perfect gift. And so I was thinking about just even that. And I think a lot of times the gift of prophecy is misunderstood because I think people hear that word and they're like oh like prophecy so you're like predicting the future and what happens and just a total side note um something i want to hit on a little bit here and i had a mentor explain this to me a few years ago and it was very eye opening to me about the gift of prophecy because you guys know obviously there are psychics and mediums and things like that and i just feel a very strong urgency to Warn anyone who may be listening if you are seeing them to stop and to repent and don't do that stuff because it's a very twisted form of a prophetic gift. And that I guess I never really understood that before because you know they have very real power and they are able to see into the future and things, but it's not using the Holy Spirit, there are other spirits at work and involved, very demonic, dark and uh very unbiblical there are scriptures that talk about not you know seeing mediums and and sorcerers and things like that and so that's a whole whole other subject so maybe there's someone listening who's maybe tiptoed or maybe you're head headlong into that kind of a thing and i and i know and understand how enticing that is to want to know what lies ahead but i would just encourage you to seek the lord and let him reveal to you what lies ahead because the bible says that the Holy Spirit will show us of things to come. And so there have been many things in my life that God has shown me ahead of time. And But I want to know that I'm hearing from Him when, regarding those things. Like, I don't need a, anything from the side of darkness <laughs> from the enemy's camp to feed me anything about my future. I only want to be hearing from Him from heaven. And so that's a whole rabbit trail. But my mentor was telling me that like people that are operating in, in psychic and medium type things, it's a, it's a, it's a perverted form of the prophetic. And I was like, wow, because we know that God gives his gifts without repentance. So his gifts, he gives them to us. He created us with gifts. Sometimes he gives us gifts in the moment. And so there's so much that could be talked about with spiritual gifts. And there are people who maybe operate in a, in a gift, all the time and then there are times when you know you just have it for a moment and for what you need it for in that in that instance and so that's a whole other thing I won't get into but I want to talk about the gift of prophecy because the Bible says to eagerly desire spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy and and so I think a lot of times the gift of prophecy we hear that and we think the ability to predict the future And while that can be part of it, where God can show you something or give you a word over someone for their future, and I've had people do that for me, and I've done that for people, you know, that is part of it. But truly, prophecy is to edify, encourage, and comfort. To edify, encourage, and comfort. That's what the Word of God says. To prophesy is to edify, encourage, and comfort. And so you can do that without having any, like, any mention of, what's going to come for them in their future or anything like that. And so I just encourage you guys to, to seek the Lord about spiritual gifts. I am a 155,000% believer that the gifts are for today. I mean, as high as the percentage you could get, like that's where I'm at with it because I've seen them in operation and I just do not believe and agree with doctrine that says that they are not for today. Um, I just don't. So, And there's so much more even with that that I could talk about, but I'm not going to get into all of that. But I do want to just encourage your hearts to seek spiritual gifts, to ask the Lord for them. And obviously, always with anything with the Lord, we're not ever after the gifts of the Spirit. We're never after healings. We're never after prophecy. We're not after miracles. We're after Him. And He is our focus, our primary focus, and our, our first love and our passion. And then from that place, He does give us good gifts. But He does tell us to desire the gifts so there's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure that the gifts don't become like an idol in your life where you're seeking them without, you know, and abandoning Him in the process because that would be senseless. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and close this podcast out. I feel like I've shared everything that the Lord has given me. I pray that it encourages you and just know if you are going through a health struggle that God is a healer. He has healed me so many times. I've witnessed so many times and heard so many testimonies, second and third hand of people who have been healed miraculously. And so I do believe that God is our healer, that he is our source of healing. I love that one of his names is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. I had that written on my refrigerator for a long time as I was believing for healing with my heart and stuff through my divorce and, and all of that. So Anyway, I encourage you, if you are going through anything like that, to seek the Lord, to trust Him and just believe that He is faithful, He is for you, and that He has good things for you. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to jump on here and just share part of my story. God, I pray that anytime I share my story, that it always points to you, God, and gives you glory because you are the one who has healed me. God, you have healed me physically. You have healed me emotionally. You have healed me mentally. God, in every regard, I just declare that you are my healer, Lord. I love you. God, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And God, I pray if there's anyone on this podcast who is dealing with physical ailments, God, attacks of the enemy against their body or their mind, God, I pray that you would set them free, that you would heal them and deliver them. God, I thank you that you are willing. God, I thank you that you are willing Whenever anyone comes to you and says, God, if you are willing, make me whole, you always were. You always stretched your hand out. You always prayed for them. You always sent a word out, God. And I just thank you that you are so faithful. You are so near God, even in our loneliest seasons and the hardest times of our life, you are always there, God, because you promise to never leave or forsake us. And you keep every promise that you make. Lord, I speak special blessings over every person that tunes into this podcast, blessings over their families, their ministries, their workplaces. God, I pray that they would just be so on fire for you. God, that they would be a bright light in whatever area of the world you have put them. Help them to know you more. God, I pray that their spiritual eyes and ears would be opened completely. God, that you strengthen them in their inner man. Give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name, amen. The Just Janice Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast.